Hey everyone, welcome to Expansion Cast. Expansion Cast is a magical podcast I created so people could find simple or unconventional solutions to expand their personal awareness and experience. This podcast is dedicated towards revealing people's divine truth and how that divine truth works its way out into the world, one by one, helping liberate each of us on our personal path to freedom. If you love this podcast, please give us a rating and share. I'm just going to zoom right to Facebook. So we are, we're now live. Really cool. Abigail, we're live on Facebook. For the first ever expansion cast live podcast. I guess that would be called what a vlog or something. (laughs) I don't know what it's called, but here we are. Abigail. Um, Abigail's like a pretty impressive human being who's got some cool stuff to say, I think. And, uh, She's a mother. Let me go to your Facebook page and I'm going to read a little bit about who you are to everyone. I'm assuming your Facebook page is updated. So it says you're a number one best-selling author, a divine embodiment guide and mentor, and a goddess activator. Um, So yeah, an author at Awakening by AMA Publishing, another author at Voices of the Avalon, Priestesses by Flower of Life, press and we just go on and on and there's there's a whole lot of uh, stuff going on in your world yes yes (laughs) (laughs) if if i asked you uh who you are and you gave me the real interior description of who you are who is that person well i am hmm, if i were to just to the core of me I am the daughter of the divine. Actually, I wouldn't even use daughter. I am right there with the divine. The divine, that my relationship with my divinity is the most important thing for me. And when I remove all of this, you know, all the titles, all of that, and I go to my core, I am just pure light and love. And not to use that, you know, like the cliche light and love, but to the core mm-hmm. of me, that's what I'm made of. And this comes in in everything that I do and how I interact with, you know, my clients and my work, it permeates everything that I do, that divine love and divine light. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And, you know, that's, that's an interesting place to be. And I feel that it took a while to get there. I mean, I don't know if you were born and you're like, oh, I'm this divine light and love. Here I am to express myself to the universe and see me for who I really am. I bet it took a little bit more than just a complete knowing that woke up. Actually, that part was easy. So I was born in a world that was not ready for me. I was born Mm -hmm. um, very much aware of my divinity, of who I am, of my service, of my gifts. Um, the world definitely was not ready for what I got. And so for me, my journey had to do with shutting down, right, to, to basically survive as a human being. And I was able to use some of my gifts depending on who I was interacting with, you know, especially my mom. One of the gifts was actually being the healer. She activated that healer within me. 
So I started healing her in the womb before I even came out and it continued after I came out. Like she, you know, I came in the world at a time where it was very hard um, in that community. Um, and so she activated that. And so my journey basically was like, okay, this is who I am. Oh man, why am I here? Why did I decide to come? I don't wanna be here anymore. I wanna go back. Um, and it's like, fine, okay, I'm here. I might as well stay, but that whole thing took a year. So it's like, I, here I am. I am amazing. I'm a badass. You know, I got this. I can do this. And it's like, wait, but nobody gets me. I, I don't even know if anyone knows what I'm talking about. I mean, and then I shut down portions of myself until I decided to just wake up anyways. These, this is like the short version of my journey. Um, and through my waking up again, um, I was able to meet like the teachers and, you know, my mentors who helped me to re-embody. Again, it's like the coming back into my body because the whole journey was dissociating from my physicality. I was very comfortable being a spiritual being, but I was not ready. I didn't want to be in my physical body. And so it's like walking around like an empty shell every now and then I'll drop in, you know, <laughs> see how, mm -hmm. how everything is going. But it was just, you know, I felt like I was a walking zombie for the longest time. Um, and it wasn't until I was like, you know what, God, if you want to take me back, fine, I will live. But you know what? I want to live my best life ever. So bring me the people, show me how I need to do, because I don't want to be dead to life. I want to mm -hmm. feel everything. I want not not in terms of like feel everything like, oh, you know, like empathic kind of thing, but more like I want to just enjoy the beautiful, delicious nectar of life to the fullest. You know, so once I decided that, then I had, you know, I went through the process of, OK, here's my physical body and this is what it does. And, you know, this is how you can merge the, you know, the spiritual with the physical which is part of my gift. You know, I teach people how to, you know, operate from that balanced point of divine and human. We're both. And so it makes sense that I went through that journey to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because most people I talk to, it's like they, they, they're born asleep and then, and then they come to an awakening sometime in life. And so many people ask me, when was your awakening? And I'm like, um, it feels like a reawakening because like you, I felt like I was awake when I was born and all of a sudden, like I had to uh, drop into these, um, these, I don't know, I had to accept some sort of, a, 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 um, what do you call it? Uh, or I would change who I am to yes. flow through life. Exactly. And through keeping on doing that, all, suddenly uh, there was a point where I actually lost who I was, lo lost my divinity, you know, my core essence. And so if somebody asked me uh, the awakening, I would say it was more of a, of a, for, of a remembering yes. of who I actually am. Yes. Yeah. You know, a part, the, the latter part of my journey was the remembering. Um, I spent probably like three years in mystery school studying about, you know, remembering about my gifts and 
how, what I'm here to do and, you know, really making the spiritual tools tangible. Like that's what the mystery school is all about is learning about the higher teachings, their occult studies and implementing that into your physical world and shifting and changing and transforming, you know, everything. It's not just, it really taught me how to bridge those, like bring it down into this physical reality instead of Oh, you know, I'm always up here. You know, I get everything up here, but I'm not grounded. I don't even know what it means, you know, to, you know, connect to angels or I know I connect to them, but what does that really mean? You know, there's that dissociation and the mystery school initiated me into the higher teachings, which is the higher versions of myself, you know, through alchemy, ritual mastery, high priestess. Um, and all of that was just to help me embody my fullest potential as a human being, you know? Um, so it was a remembrance in that process, like, oh yes, that's right. This is who I am before I came down, you know? And this is why I came down. This is why I chose to come down because up there, you know, I could see everything clearly and it made sense. And then the moment I got down here, it's like, wait, no, I, I no, never mind. Can I take it back, right? That <laughs> it showed me the entire journey why I decided, and then what it, the reason why I'm here, what my biggest purpose is. Um, and that, you know, like when you go from that disempowered stage of, oh, I don't want to be here. And you really understand your purpose and why you're here, why you're doing the things that you're doing, where you came from, you know, the big questions in Kabbalah, who am I? What am I? Where did I come from? Where am I going? These are powerful questions because when you are able to answer these questions, I feel like it wakes you up. It wakes you up to the core and you have that purpose that allows you to flow through life differently, right? Instead of being swept around by the wind and pushed around, you are centered in that truth of who you are, you know? So, yeah. 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 You know, um, I love what you're saying. So let's, can we talk more about the mystery school and, um, <laughs> and, and, um, what, what was, what was your real awakening to your purpose? And like, maybe there was an event that happened that kind of showed you what you were here to do. Oh God, there's many. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's like three years of being in, you know, in this, um, powerful container, um, powerful spiritual container. I really see it as like the doctor's degree in spirituality, in the spirituality of yourself, you know, not, not just studying something. It was about implementing, knowing it and implementing. Most of the studies that we did, you could not try to figure out with your mind. You literally had to drop into yourself. Um, you had to drop into your soul. You got to, you had to know yourself to the core in order to be able to even receive those initiations. And so, I mean, that we walked like many paths. So one of the paths was, um, like I was mentioning before, ritual mastery, which is all about, you know, the, the physical rituals that we can do in our lives, not just the mundane rituals, like getting up every day, brushing our teeth, eating breakfast, getting in our car, going there, you know, but the, the powerful rituals that we can actually do to support our purpose, to support our life, to support our visions, to support our work. And so we got to learn all the different tools and we got to learn how to do it every day to empower us. Um, high priestess path that was another um, gateway that we had to go through to be initiated and high priestess is about your service it's about the mastery of your service um, 
in, in love, service in love, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Kabbalah. Kabbalah, that's one of the the main, the, like the beginning ones because it has to do with your mindset. You know, when you first enter the mystery school, you know, you, you come in with all the programmings from your parents, from society, from everything that tells you who you're supposed to be. But nobody or n- nothing tell, really enhances the truth of who you really are. And Kabbalah comes in and works with the mind and says, okay, th- this is a programming. It's not yours. This is a belief. It's not yours. This is a mindset you picked up from here. Why do you have this? Okay, let's break it down. It really goes into the mind energetically, spiritually, and begins to break down anything that is not you. I mean, it is, it's powerful. It's potent. You know, I'm like simplifying it. But um, yeah, so that's another. So we went through different gateways or initiations that challenged us to begin with before we even got initiated or mastered it. And it's not something, when I say mastery, I, I say it very lightly because it's not, oh, I'm a master, that's done, right? And, you know, this society is like, oh, I just got my master, so I just got, I'm done. No, mastery is a continuous process, right? You master one step, the next step comes up. It's the next level of you and you just keep going. What makes you feel good is that you end up in a place where you have all your tools and things just flow easily for you, right? So then it doesn't feel like challenges anymore. So when I say Mm -hmm. mastery, it's like I have the tools to deal with any challenges that come my way, right? That is mastery to me. So yeah, so awakening, I mean, that whole journey is awakening because you're awakening to what is not you how that became you, how you can release that, and then you get to know who you really are. So there's a breaking down of everything that you're not, a healing that comes through of anything that is broken or, um, you know, disentangled or, you know, anything that is draining your energy. We go through that healing, the cutting of the cords, and then we begin to build ourselves back up as the image of who we really are. Right. So that's, yeah. Yeah. Sounds absolutely beautiful and something uh, so many people need. How, how do you, so you go through all this awakening process and finding out who you are, you know, how your core wants to express. How do you move in the world after that? Like, how do you start to, I guess, monetize that? Because I mean, honestly, as a, you go to university and we know how to monetize that kind of stuff. But what about what you're doing? How do you monetize that? How do you actually make it valuable to I see to what you're world? saying. So one of the biggest intentions, or I should, I should say like the main purpose of a mystery school actually has nothing to do with how you're going to go out there and monitor, monitor, you know, like put money on what you're doing. The purpose right. of it is for you to make awaken to your own magic. Because when you awaken to how you're here to serve, then when you step into the world, then you can work on that part there. So the mystery school goes beyond that. You will discover how you're here to do that. Um, what I found is that in you know a lot of spiritual people that are in the business world who are having you know entrepreneurs and they have their own business at the beginning, it's very hard for them to want to charge for their service. And mm-hmm. that's part, that's a programming that has been placed, you know, since 
past lives. I mean, it's past lives upon past lives. You know, in the in the olden days, there was that there was trade a trading system, right? There there wasn't money, but there was a trading system. And we live in a society currently that is monetary, right? And so it's like converting that, and then feeling comfortable with asking for someone to honor the gifts that you're about to, you know, install upon them through money. And a lot of people go through such a hard time with that. And I know I did at the beginning, I would charge, I still remember like my meditations where my classes would be like $20 per person. And it's like, how can you survive in this society? Um, And part of the breaking down is that I realized that the transformations that you you see in your clients that you're able to invoke in your clients or help your clients achieve. Like that's how you, that's where you can begin to see how valuable your work is. And for me, how I charge in my, in my work, I work with my higher self and I'll ask, okay, what is the transformation that this is going to bring in? Okay, this is what is, this is going to happen. This is what they're going to experience. And what number? What number should I put on it? Right? Like lately, my higher self told me I cannot charge <laughs> below, you know, $299. And I know I was doing way lower than that. And at the same time, I was asking, how can I feed my family? Right? And the, you know, my guys are up there like, um, well, maybe you should charge what you're worth. You know, kind of thing. So we all go through that. And it's okay. It's, a, it's part of our process. It's part of us really learning about our value and the value and of the gifts that we're sharing with the world. And it is mm-hmm. absolutely okay, okay to charge your worth when it comes to you sharing your value. Yeah. Very cool. So what is the, there's probably one thing in your life that has really um, stood out as a tool that is applies right through your whole life that you can keep bringing back and back again to help you move through struggle or stress or anything what what is that tool well it's definitely not one thing (laughs) definitely not one thing but there's probably um, one really strong one though one of your there is one really strong one i always the times that I'm having my hardest is the times that I am the closest to the divine. The mm-hmm. times that I am going through the deepest, darkest things are the times that I, I, I crave to be closer to the divine. So in meditations, like I'll increase my meditation time to so I'm spending more time in prayer, speaking to the divine, listening to, you know, audiobooks that connect me to the divine, like that it is listening to music that inspires me, um, journaling, talking to my higher self more, but it, it, it's more of a spiritual practice. Like my spiritual practice intensifies around that time, you know, and I feel like that's something that each and every one of us have our own thing that allows us to move through challenges and dark times. And I can assure you that it is not our physicality. It is totally not our physicality. Our physicality is dense and heavy. We're here to learn some stuff, right? It's, it is our spiritual beingness that is able to carry us through any dark times because our <clears throat> spiritual beingness, right? Like our higher self, our divine self is unlimited, is able to see 
you know, farther than we can see, has more lights than we're even capable of comprehending, right? Can, so mm-hmm. this part of us always holds the space for us and knows that we can come through. And if we're connected to this part of us, then that hope will always be burning in your heart and you'll be able to go through any challenges that come, come your way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> when I'm coaching, I'm usually, even even if I'm coaching people that are non-spiritual, I'm always like, if, if we have a desire, some sort of a desire, there's there's something within us that's, that's creating uh, like a, basically a string of energy to go and find that piece that be, that's best suited for us. And all we have to do is be quiet and listen. And as soon as we're listening to that, I mean, through meditation or however we get uh, to that quiet space, we can start to move towards what our desire is. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. So what else is happening for you? (laughs) So, um, I guess one of the things that uh, that is happening in my world is my upcoming workshop um, that is helping. It basically helps you to prepare for the new year. Um, it's called God is Unleashed. And basically what it's doing is connecting you to that divine blueprint. It's helping you to understand that each year that we step in has the purpose that is asking you to step into. And each year we also have a team that is coming in to guide us to make sure that we express this purpose that is coming through us or wanting to express through us um, is teaching you the tools that you need to basically flow through life, not just a year. I'm just breaking it down year by year. But once you learn these tools, it literally, I mean, you you can use it in any area of your life, any time. So it's helping you to flow through life with ease with that knowledge and the wisdom of your spiritual team and your spiritual tools that are available for you. And so I use the wisdom of the tarot, numerology, astrology, um, all put together and we create a blueprint for you. So you can look at your year. This is the theme of my year. This is what is coming up. Okay. These are the challenges that I'll be facing. And these are the tools that I have. These are the keys that I, I can use to unlock whatever is coming through. This is what I'm being asked to step into. Um, and yeah, and there's so much more that comes through every time I do this. And we, you know, one of the main things that a lot of my clients enjoy is st- setting intentions that are in alignment with you. You know, most of the time we just start writing things down. Like I want to manifest this. I want to manifest that. And most of them don't manifest because they're not in alignment with you. That's not wants, that. That's not what wants to come through you. And so once you identify mm-hmm. what wants to come through you, you can set the intentions to support that. And then the manifestation is very easy. So that's something that I have coming up. Yeah. Nice. And is this uh, female gendered only or is this everybody or how does it work? It is everybody. Yes, mm-hmm. it is everybody. Yes. Mm. Nice. Um, and you recently were in another book. Like, is this your third author? Yes. So the nice. Awakening book. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How, how did that turn out? Oh, that's, oh my gosh. That book is pure magic. It's, yeah. it's such a 
is an amazing book for the times that we're in and the times that we're heading into. Um, every woman that contributed in that book has a wisdom that is going to benefit, awaken, activate someone who reads it. Um, in mm. that book, I shared my light activation and I also shared the wisdom of the, um, the DNA activation. And I really break it down so that people understand what it means to get your DNA activated and what that feels like, what that looks like. Um, and at the end of my chapter, I share that light activation that you can go through and actually begin to experience that. that. So um, after the book, we also did a summit, which is still available. So um, if you hear this thing like, oh my gosh, I need to jump onto this, you can find the book on Amazon. Um, it's called Awakening. Um, meet the women birth in the new world. And you can also find the, um, the, the summit. So to find the summit, just go ahead and send me a message and I'll send you the link to register for that. Um, all of our interviews are on there and we share even more extra goodies in there. So yeah. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll go and put the summit link in yes. uh, underneath this video too. Yes. Uh, there's there I, I've participated, you know, been watching quite a few of the yep. videos in the summit and they're just amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, uh, so, okay. Astrology. Astrology is so huge. Um, I've looked at it and I'm like, Oh, that's not me. But then I found human design. You're familiar with that one? I'm a little bit familiar. Yes. And it brings in astrology and different things. And that yes. seems if, for, for some reason to me, it feels more masculine in how it flows and comes across to me. And I, I just feel yeah. kind of at home with it. It was interesting. Oh, fascinating. That's very yeah. fascinating. I wonder yeah. if, if it's because of all the um, math involved in that, all the calculations involved in that. <laughs> yeah. I don't but, you know. know. I think a lot of people um, underestimate astrology or maybe it's the way we've viewed it. You know, what is your sun sign? Oh, okay. So, you know, we've always... I think people think that we're just our sun signs and the sun sign is just one aspect of yourself. When I'm working with my clients, when it comes to astrology or know yourself, right? You look at your sun sign, at least begin with your sun sign, your moon and your rising, get that trio going, look at what that looks like. Cause most likely, you know, when my husband, for example, he's a cancer, but there are times that he's more of a Virgo than I am. You know, mm. but that's because he, his moon is in Virgo, you know, and you was just going to guess you were a Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> Usually um, that's pretty good because I get um, either a Gemini or a Sagittarius. So that went through my head. I was like, Gemini, like, no, that that's not right. And then actually I went into Capricorn. Nope. That was a real quick. No. Then I went into Sagittarius and it was close. But then I was like, no, she's a Virgo. You know, you basically went through like my major because my sun sign is Virgo. My moon is um, Sagittarius. My rising is Capricorn and my north node is Gemini. Wow. Yeah. Right. So you went through all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so see, this is why it's important to not just look at just a sun sign. Right. Because each of those signs, your Mars, your, your Mercury, your Venus, all of those tell you, they put all of that together. Look at all your chart. Like take it apart. Okay. This is what my sun sign looks like. This is what it means. This is how it exhibits within myself. Right. 
And then look at your moon, which is more inner desires. What is hidden? This is, this is the part of you that only people who you bring into your circle get to see or people who hang out around you for the longest get to experience, right? Get mm -hmm. to know that part too. Rising sign is like, this is what I strive for, right? As a Capricorn, as rising, like when it comes to my business, you can definitely experience that. You can also experience the Sagittarius, the fire of that Sagittarius, you know, mm -hmm. going for it and having that fire to boost me, to move through and accomplish what I want to do with the goals. And then Virgo, of course, makes it beautiful, right? Virgo and Capricorn right there. Um, Gemini is something that, that my North Node is something that is newer to me. I, I stepped into it. I think it was like last year. Oh, no, it's actually the beginning of this year. Was it? Oh my God, this year has totally flown by, hasn't it? Um, mm -hmm. And I remember saying, you know, I'm going to step, I said, I fully embody my North Node in Gemini. Because North Node is basically, let's let's look at the North and the South Node. Why should you know your North and South Node? Most people don't even know this part of this. The South Node tells you everything that you've been in your past life. A lot of people are currently living the South Node. I was. Hmm. my south node is in Sagittarius and so my past lives have always been just me going on adventures having fun it's just me the mystic I've had past life where I was just you know like a monk living by myself like I'm very comfortable living by myself being by myself independent that was my past life my north node is Gemini Gemini is the connector. Gemini is the networker. Gemini is the one that is out there in the middle of the party talking to everybody. Gemini is the writer, the author, right? And I was totally on the other side, like, oh, I want to travel around. And I, you know, and that's not what I was being called to do this lifetime. And so once I started reading that, I was like, okay, I fully embody my North Node in Gemini. I had no idea what that looks like, but I was open to receive that. And then right after that, and this is all like at the beginning of the year, that's when I got the invitation to write in the books, the two books, um, Awakening. And then there's the Empire Moms. Empire Moms was my second book. Um, and so those started my authorship. And then I started getting invited to talk on Summit, to talk on podcasts. And it's all Gemini energy, the communicator, mm -hmm. right? It just, it blew my mind, right? And this is part of my purpose. So if you really want to understand like deeply what you're here to do, how you're here to serve, take some time to learn what your South and your North nodes are. It will blow mm. your mind. Absolutely. What do you think my North node is? Oh God, it's hard to, it's hard to like, <laughs> it's, it, that's, that's one of the, that's, you know, the, the other signs you can kind of guess because you're, you know, when you see that person, you're interacting with them, but with the North and the South node, it really has to do with your past and your future, you know, mm -hmm. your past, like what you've lived in the past and what you're being asked to do in this lifetime how who you're you're becoming um who what your purpose is supposed to be so it goes way deeper than that yeah mm -hmm. it's so fascinating and human design i'm definitely still that's i i kind of like dabble in one at a time i take a piece chew on it for a while and then come back and take another <laughs> piece and i'm a manifesting generator and this year the piece that i took out was you know waiting to be inspired by my environment and then receive that clear yes before I move forward. 
The first time mm. I read that, I didn't understand. I was like, wait, I have to wait and just receive. And this year it was completely different. You know, like it, all my yeses is like a full body yes. And it's like no mm -hmm. hesitation. You know, someone asks me to do something. And if it is a no, it's a clear no. If it is a mm -hmm. yes, it's a clear yes. And it's like green light. Everything just falls through. And I was like, yes. Now that's what we we're talking about, right? And so mm -hmm. I just I take like chunks of it and I chew on it and I experience it. And then I come back because it's so deep, like you were talking about. Is yeah. your is your profile, are you uh, like a 5'2 or a 5'1? Or... I'm a 5'2. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm getting pretty good at nailing this stuff. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm totally still learning with that, but it, it's been pretty mind blowing what I've experienced so far. And I'm really excited to see what else opens up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very interesting. Um, yeah, I'm a generator 5.1. And <laughs> so it's easy it's it's getting easier and easier to see five ones yes and five twos um except for i'm finding that sometimes the five ones can be so um actually most of the people that are on the five one five two six one six two side yeah. like the transpersonal side can be really hidden and afraid of coming out into the transpersonal world mm. you know what i mean yeah, they're stuck in That's that old uh, paradigm. But once yeah. they come out, it's you start to see their radiance and, and start to see how they flow through the world a, a lot differently. Yeah, my husband is a 5-1 generator. Oh, same yeah. as me. I think, yeah. I think my son, yeah, my son is also a 5-1 generator. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, I was reading, I was like, oh, <laughs> great. Yeah, totally. I'm the only Manny generator. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that at least the generators and the manifesting generators have a lot more in common. So mm -hmm. I love that because we can at least um, we're at least on the same frequency in some ways. Yeah. Hugely, especially, especially being the fives. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And then like, getting more into the, the channels and the gates and stuff. And that's all like, it just amazes me how oh, accurate it is. Like, um, a couple of days ago, I pulled up a whole report and did a report for a client I worked on worked with for about probably about four years now, and uh, I was just blown away by all the stuff we've worked through, all those character traits and everything, like laid right out there. Like if I had all that information to begin with, yes, um, we could have shortened up, you know. Everything. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I just kind of glimpsed through the. Um the paths, all the different pathways for me. And the, I just kind of like jot things down and it just blew my mind. I can't wait to go back and actually read in depth about what they are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, it's quite like, it's not something that, you know, you just go and you're like, kind of like, Oh, this is my sun sign, my moon sign. I mean, those ones can go deeply if you allow that to happen, but human design is no choice. You got to go deep. You know, and as you go deep, you're also going deep into your beingness. You're going deep into your who you are. So, oh, I love it. I just, I love all the yeah. tools that we have, you know, as yeah. humans to remember who we are and where we came from and why we're here and how we're, what we're here to do. We have all the tools we need, you know, if only yeah. we, we receive it and open our eyes. Yeah. Allow, allow. Yeah allow ourselves to allow <laughs> exactly. 
So, uh, is there anything else you wanna you wanna go go at, and talk about? <laughs> anything else that's feeling alive for you right now? Oh man. <laughs> Hmm. Let's talk about higher self. Mm. And this, there's another one that's also coming in that that I, let's do higher self first, and then we'll see where that goes. The the okay. second one that's coming in is twin flames, which oh, is that's the, a cool one. I want to hear about that yeah. after higher self, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm a twin flame, and I'm with my beloved currently. We both incarnated, um, and we're together. And it's just such a fascinating topic every time I bring it up and the questions mm. I get and all, it just fascinates me. Um, but anyway, so higher self, I think that's something that's very important. That's probably why that's coming in very clearly because right now, and if you're listening to this, my question for you is, are you, are you working with your higher self? Do you know who are your you, higher you, self is? Are you asking me to answer this? Um. <laughs> you too, yes. <laughs> Um, off and on. Yes, off and on. I'm getting better. Um, human design has helped me like actually sit and yes. listen. Yeah. Yes. And it's so important because this year really brought our higher selves into that spotlight. And this is the reason why from this point forward, you embodying your higher self, you being one with your higher self is a prerequisite in the upcoming years. In the 5D, in the fifth dimensional energy, your higher self is key to everything, unlocking everything. And the sooner you get to know your higher self, trust me, life becomes very easy. You know, you hear about synchronicities, you hear about miracles happening. That's all higher self connection. Connecting with your mm -hmm. higher self has a technology that literally protects you, protects you from everything that is not in your highest good. Higher self connection is so important because again, it's that aspect of yourself that is all knowing right there with source has all the information that you need to succeed, has all the answers to the questions that can ever come up for you can see. I mean, your higher self sees everything, you know, this lifetime, how it's going to end, what you're going to do the next lifetime, what that looks like, knows your past lives, knows all of your other dimensional selves in one, right? When you embody this aspect of yourself, you've, you open the gateways to all those doors, the door mm -hmm. to your future self, the door to your past life, the door to your diamond, you know, your dimensional self. You know, when we say multidimensional, this is where that comes from. What does that look like? What does that mean? where there's a part of me that's living on another planet. It's a part, you know, each and every one of us. Here's an example. If you have a desire, a goal, a big vision that it is literally vibrating every single part of your cell in your body, and you know you're here to manifest it, to live it, but you have no idea, like you're working on manifesting it, you know, like that big, big goal. The reason why you have this desire is because it's a part of you already living that in another dimension. Oh, and nice. if you are connected to your higher self, you can open that door and have a chat with that part of yourself and say, hey, so how did you get there? What do I need to do? What steps do I need to, because this is where I am and you are where I need to be. 
So how do we do this? Better yet, advanced process. You can merge with this aspect of yourself and bring in all that wisdom. It's powerful mm. work here. You know, uh, those are just a few things that, that happen when you merge with your higher self. But this is what we're being asked to do. And it, it's going to continue coming in strongly the more, the more people step into that fifth dimensional energy, which most of us are currently in. More people are also merging into it. But the more people have awakened in that fifth dimension, you will feel that strongly. The higher self is the key. So get to know your higher self. Perhaps start with this. Hey, higher self, Abigail just said something. Um, are you there? Who are you? Can you come in? <laughs> get to know your higher self. Start with that. You need to merge that connection, open that communication pathway and start to talk with your higher self. I'm telling you, the magic that comes with that, I mean, is it's incredible. I, I want every single person to be connected to the higher selves. You know, even in doing podcasts, I mean, I'm doing this because of my higher self or because of, you know, the core desire. You know, I kind of put the two of them together. It's just a different way to describe them, I think. Um, one day I recorded a podcast and I was like, oh, my God, I just do not um, flow with this this person I'm doing the podcast with. But, you know, I made it through. Uh, I, I put it on my computer. I'm like, I'm not going to put that up. I'm you know, whatever, you know, I didn't feel it was going to be a benefit to anybody because I wasn't, I didn't feel I was resonating in the moment. Yeah. And, uh, but I woke up about three days later and his name was like, poof, in my head. It was like another voice in my head saying his name. I was like, oh, I guess I'm putting up the podcast. And it wasn't 24 hours later. And somebody messaged me and said, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing that podcast. And it's just, and, and every time I have a second guessing about a podcast and I do put it up, somebody always replies and says, thank of you. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Right. When we listen, when we listen to that voice and that is mm -hmm. the voice of our, I mean, when I say higher self, I want you to think about the highest aspect of who you are, you know, mm -hmm. that that part of you that's all knowing that voice that's always been within you that when you allow yourself to listen, it guides you and it never steers you wrong. It always steers you back, you know, like, Hey, come back. Right. It always mm -hmm. gets you into that right place. If you listen and hopefully here's the deal by me teaching about embodying the higher self, is so that hopefully one day it becomes so natural to you that it's not just happening when you are in your darkest <clears throat> times. It's not just happening when you're, you know, challenged, that it happens every single day. You become a radiant, divine, magnetic, amazing, brilliant, magnificent being, human being, when you merge with your higher self. You can yes. feel it. That's why you're smiling. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I felt like I was in, in, in a, like a new age church or something. And you're like <laughs> at the front on the pulpit and like telling us how it is. <laughs> I can feel the oh, energy. <laughs> There's a lot of passion. Oh, yes. You know, this, you know, this is an example I was doing. I was cooking and I was actually baking something. And I'm, I had this experience where it's almost like I was watching myself do it. And I heard, wow, look at us. We're doing it. We're doing the human thing. 
And then I came back into my, you know, my human self. That is my higher self. That is me, right? That is me when, when I'm not in my physical body, when I'm not experiencing the denseness, you know, because we're all spiritual beings living a human life. We came here for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's actually mm-hmm. quite, when we, when we really, if we drop into the energy of gratitude, being human, which most beings in, the, in, in our galaxy, in the universe, don't get to experience this. Like we get to experience things that with our senses, that a lot of beings are jealous that we get to do that. When we leave this vessel, there's a part of us that continues, that part of us that never dies, that part of us that, that I mean, it, pure light, pure energy, pure love that is always there. Mm-hmm. When you recognize this part of yourself right now, then you can bring that magic and then you won't feel as heavy in this human experience. We're, you know, yes, we're here to have our challenges and learn from our challenges, but we're, <laughs> you can hear my son, mm-hmm. he thinks he's a lion. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you, we get the challenges, but we're also here to experience pretty amazing things. Mm-hmm. And we have to recognize that, you know, when we merge with our divinity, when we understand that we are both divine and human, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Because the church, mm-hmm. I, that's the other thing the church has, you know, so anyone who grew up in the church, we all know that the divine has been put on a pedestal as something that is far away from us that we have to be pure to be able to connect to. But that's mm-hmm. a freaking lie. Because we are divine and we're right here as human being. It, it even says in the Bible that we were made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. The God mm-hmm. essence is within us. It's not something that we have to, you know, do something spectacular or pure. Yes, we, we you know, sometimes we need to purify ourselves in order to feel lighter, Right. But we don't have to do anything to be our divine selves. We don't have to do anything to be in the embrace and the love, the unconditional love of of the divine. It is constantly pouring onto us. His grace Mm -hmm. is always with us. It is us that we forget that connection. Well, it's like pushed out of us. It's like we get this identity box put on us and then we're like, like this, like stiff and we can't move and we can't think we can't feel. Yeah. So much bullshit. Oh my God. Yes. Thank goodness. We're working through that, removing all of that, (laughs) shedding all of that BS, all that boxes that has been placed around us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like 2020 really, that was his main purpose to make sure that anyone else who's still holding on to their box like this is what life is supposed to be like crumbles like the, it just crumbles so that you really get to face who you are what you're here to do what lights you up what you want to experience yeah yeah your hair lights me up i actually love your hair that color it's like yes that's, that is so you <laughs> thank you it feels good <laughs> yeah hi baby so we got about 10 minutes left. Let's go into let's go into the fire of the of the partners. Oh yes, the twin flames. So what yeah. would you like to know about twin flames? Oh, 
I mean, I think I know a fair bit, but I mean, there's probably lots of people that don't know much. Here's a little bit about what I know. I mean, I think Twin Flames are here to help us um, move into uh, a higher awareness of, of our deeper essence. And um, maybe we don't all have, you know, a Twin Flame, but um, yeah, a lot of us do. That's, yes. I mean, that's my kind of assumption, totally. basis of it. So a twin flame energy. So I want you to, then, you know, if you don't know anything about twin flame, think about this. I mean, the name says it, right? A twin flame is basically one soul dropped into the human experience and split into two bodies. So one mm. soul, two bodies, one light placed into two different bodies right and so the consciousness is the same that's why when someone meets your twin flame it feels like they're looking at themselves you know there's an aspect of you that always recognizes that person because you're looking right at yourself you're experiencing yourself the reason why twin flames consciousness split is because this usually happens for and this is something that um is very interesting twin flames are master souls and because it takes a master to be able to split your consciousness. It is not an easy thing. No one wants to um, volunteer to split their consciousness. But the reason why they do it is so that they can have the, 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 the most, like the widest, most abundant experiences. Because if you have a part of you living on this side of the country, having this experience, you're over here having this at the end, you can cover a lot more bases. And one of the wisdom that came in is that most twin flames, probably this is like their last lifetime as a human on this planet. It doesn't mean that um, they're like done, but it might be like after here, they might go to be an ascended master or they might go to another planet. But usually they're, this is usually about the, the last time they're coming to this planet. They've been here for a long time. They've They've done everything, you know, they're old souls, totally, mm. <laughs> right? Mm. You, you just, you walk around the planet, like I've been here, done this. I just, they have so much wisdom to share on this planet. And so, you know, like you, the other part to it is also purpose and mission. Twin flames also come together in the human experience because they have a bigger mission. And the bigger mission is to open the consciousness or to bring in more high high frequency, high vibrational energy into mother earth so that we can all raise the consciousness quicker. The other part is also to redefine relationships, to redefine what it means to truly relate to others. And this is not mm -hmm. just in romantic partnership, right? It can be business partnership, family, friends, because that's the other thing. Twin flames are not just lovers. It can be mother and daughter, father and son. It can be friends, you know, like most of my twin flame clients, like they're all different. They represent all the different types of twin flames. It's quite beautiful, right? Mm. Um, but it's about purpose. What are you here to do? Um, what was the other thing that was coming in? So yes, like you were saying, not everybody has a twin flame. It is okay. A lot of people freak out because they think that twin flame relationships are the best and that's what everybody should strive for. It has nothing to do with the best. No, it's about mission. 
It's about master souls splitting their, their consciousness to come here to do some big work. Mm -hmm. they, they don't, you know, like we're here to do big stuff, right? So mm -hmm. if you don't have a twin flame, it is okay. That is not the path that you chose to experience. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I feel like I had a twin flame, but my twin flame left early, actually not left early, but left. And I decided to stay to do some other stuff. That's how I yeah. kind of feel. Yeah. Cause then you get, that's the other twin flame relationship where one twin flame is in the, um, like the, like a different realm or a different dimension to really help you in that physical. So you can get that mm -hmm. relationship too. Yeah. It's so fascinating. Like, and that's why they, they just, it kills me when I hear people say, oh, my twin flame. So therefore you're supposed to be with me. It's like not even all twin flames are meant to be together. Sometimes they just pop into your, your life to activate you. And that's it. It might be a mm -hmm. 10 more, you know, 10 minute that you say hi, you activate and you never see each other again. Or sometimes you're just supposed to be friends or, you know, it just, it depends. It, not everyone, not all twin flames are here to get married and have children. Again, it's about mission and purpose. If that is part of your purpose, then it will happen. If it is not, maybe the two of you are supposed to be business partners. That's it. You got to embrace that. You can't force it to be any other thing. Because the moment you try mm -hmm. to, what happens? All hell breaks loose, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so fascinating. But yeah, I love it. Yeah. And learning the first time I learned that I was a twin flame, um, it was with my first teacher and she was doing a soulmate meditation. And I mean, the class even said soulmate and she walked us through a meditation. And I, at the end of the meditation, everyone was like, oh, I saw my, you know, my soulmate and he was doing this and that. And I was like, wait a minute, I didn't get a soulmate. I got a twin flame. Like, what is that? And she laughed and <laughs> she's like, oh, mm -hmm. sweetie, you're in for a ride, you know? And so she was the one that first introduced me to the concept of twin flame, which it was a knowing that I always had since beginning, since I was born and knew that there was only one person I was here to, to be with. And, you know, I, I was born and raised in Ghana. I knew that my person was not in Ghana. I knew it. Like it was in my so I knew that my person was in the U.S. and that for us to meet, I would have to come to the U.S., you know, and through my parents, we ended up coming here anyways. But it's, it's mm -hmm. an inner knowing. It's something that you know from, from your core. Like, it, you might learn the names of it. You might hear something and be like, oh, so that's what it means. Oh, that's what it's called. But it's an inner knowing. And that's how when someone asks me, well, what do you think? I'm a twin flame. No, what, what do you think? Are you a twin flame? I can't tell you that. Well, I can, but you know, you tell me. It is mm -hmm. your soul. Look into your soul and you tell me. So yeah, we need yeah. to really stop fantasizing twin flame relationships and really see them as mission, mission-driven connections. Master souls come into this planet to raise the frequency, raise the vibration, redefine relationship and create some big transformations on this planet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with everything you've said. Beautifully done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah.
um, what was I? I felt something coming. Where is it? What is it? <clears throat> oh, right. So I was thinking about this twin flame thing, and uh, some people are just so preoccupied with finding a twin flame that they forget about everything else that they're here to do. And, you know, oh, yeah. it actually takes them right off their path, yes. you know. And But, you know, if that's happening to somebody, it's it's kind of a gift in a way because if we become aware of it, then we get to see something else that's occurring deep within us that's, you know, we're not addressing, like a yeah. deep wound or something. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I feel like, the journey of twin flame relationship or those who are meant to come together, it really involves you loving that twin flame within yourself. You need to identify that partnership within yourself first before mm -hmm. you can even begin to magnetically be aligned with, with the, the, the other physical part of yourself. Like you have to, for me, you know, like I got to a point where I literally was like, whether I meet him or not, I'm okay. I'm good. You know, and all my clients, the same way, the before, right before they met your twin flame, they got to that point where it's like, I am good. Whether I meet him or not, my life is moving forward. I feel good. I feel content. If he was here, it would be perfect, but I'm good. Like you, that's, that's the place that it's like you identify the beloved within yourself. You realize, you come to the awareness that the beloved I'm looking for is right here to begin with. What, the moment you become aware of that, you become magnetic to that person. They come to find you. Or yeah. be better yet, the universe has a way of orchestrating so that both of you come together beautifully. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. End up in a strange place. Both of you have never been there before. And yeah. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I think we're like really out of time here. We're just out of time. Oh. <laughs> and uh, it's this has been a, an amazing interview. Thank you for being here. I've Thank really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. So what's your website? It is moongoddessacademy.com. Sweet. Okay, yeah. so if anybody wants to find Abigail, you know where to go. Yes. Cool. Thanks, Abigail. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. This podcast is Expansion Cast. Thank you for listening. If it's in your ability to support this podcast, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash expansioncast.